everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. But first, let me put in a good word for Blueberry Podcasting. I'm a Blueberry affiliate, but that's not the only reason I'm telling you this. I've been using Blueberry Podcasting as my hosting service for my podcast for years, and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. They give great customer service. You're in complete control of your own podcast. You can run it from your own website. And it just takes a lot of the work out of podcasting for me. I find for that reason that it's a company that I can get behind 100% and say, you should try this. Try Blueberry. It doesn't require a long-term contract, and it's just a great company, period. And it also has free technical support by email, video, and phone. So you can get a human being there. Isn't that nice? Hi, everyone. My guest for this episode writes thriller novels. And he writes for adults and young adults. His books are in various stages of development for film and TV. He's also editor-in-chief and co-founder of Fringe, dedicated to publishing fiction that's outside the box. That sounds interesting. Um, he is a contributor to several publications, including Pipeline Artists. Um, his pilots and screenplays have been finalists in Script Pipeline, Book Pipeline, Stage 32, We Screenplay, Screencraft, and the Hollywood Screenplay Contest. Um, he is also co-curator of the Gorilla Lit Reading Series. I'm very pleased to have with me today author and screenwriter Lee Matthew Goldberg. Hi, Lee. It is wonderful to Hi, have Debbie. you on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Believe me. And I, I had to get in the mention of Stage 32 because I'm on there, too. And it's just... Oh, it's good. It's, it's, a good, it's a good resource, I think, if you, you know, are a budding screenwriter and you're looking to, like, get in the industry and figure out how. Yes, yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. It, it is excellent resource. Um, so um, let's start off. I wanted to start off. Um, how, did you start off writing novels or screenplays? Um, I mean, if we really go back in time, I was like a kid trying out writing screenplays. But um, my <laughs> first actual publication was uh, a novel in 2015. And then I had my second book optioned and there was some interest and it, it all seemed great. And then everything fell apart. And in my mind, I was like, well, let me just try to adapt all of my works. And then I could be the one trying to feed it to producers and try to make something happen. Um, so that's kind of my goal now. I, I, I write the scripts of all my books and try to see what could happen. Mm-hmm. Is there a form you enjoy? Do you enjoy doing both equally or do you prefer one format over the other? I mean, definitely I'm a novelist first and you know, the, 
the time it takes to create a novel, you're giving yourself over a lot more. Um, but I almost like screenplays now as like palate cleansers. It between books, it's a good way of me like you know recharging my mind to get ready to write the next book ultimately. Um, and if a screenplay happens and it can go forward, it winds up being a lot more money than um, a novel sometimes. So uh, it could help um, you know financially. True. True. Uh just out of curiosity, do you find writing screenplays more emotionally involving than novels? No, definitely novels are more emotionally involving. Um, screenplays, like I'm working, um, I'm, I'm developing one of my books uh, with, a, with an actress right now um, into a TV show. And I'm, I'm almost at the whim of her and her people. So it's like kind of whatever they want in a good way, but um, you, you kind of have to detach yourself a little bit from the characters. The character uh, being turned over from the book is becoming a, a different person almost. And it's better for a TV show, but ultimately as a writer, it's like you have to let go of the character a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, you do adaptations then. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, like one or two scripts that are original, but most of the time I'm, I'm adapting my own stuff um, and trying to make it happen. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's excellent. An excellent strategy, by the way. Um, how do you divide your time between different projects? Um, so I'm pretty much always writing every once in a while when I finish a project, maybe I'll take a week or two off. Um, but I'm always working on something. So like right now I'm finishing up edits uh, for a book I've been working on a really, really, really long time. Um, and then after that, I'll probably take a break and maybe adapt one into a script and, and and do that um and yeah I, I pretty much work every day i come i'm in central park now taking a break from working um so usually you can find me there under a tree in, in nice weather <laughs> i was going to say for anybody who's listening to this as opposed to watching it on youtube um he's sitting in central park there's a tree behind him and the sun is shining at such an angle that it gives him almost yeah. an angelic look. <laughs> yeah, there's the there's the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, it's so good for me to, uh, sorry to interrupt, but no. just living in the city and it being so chaotic all the time, I find just being in nature, it's it, it, it just really helps my creative mind. I hear that loud and clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so your books are all thrillers, correct? Um, my young adult series, oh, whoops, my young adult series, I would say is not a thriller, um, but uh, all my adult books are, um, and some of them have a little bit of a sci-fi kind of connection to it. Mm -hmm. Your, um, your thriller, your adult books are, um, all standalones though, right? Uh, no, actually oh. my, my current books that just came out is a five book series. Um, but other than that, yeah, they've all been standalone. So, uh, there's, there's one I'm thinking of maybe writing a sequel to my, my book, The Ancestor. I would love to go back into that world, but yeah, right now, um, my, my series, The Desire Card came out. So the fourth book just dropped this week, um, and it's called Vicious Ripples. And it's about a really, uh, awful organization called The Desire Card that promises any wish fulfilled for the right price. Mm. And usually the price is um you know more menacing than anybody could imagine uh-huh yes yes 
there goes your soul, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. That's literally the tagline. You know, it's those <laughs> um, whose souls are indebted to this organization, basically. Oh boy. <laughs> um, let's see. Your YA books, uh, mm -hmm. what are they like? And what brought you into uh, writing for young adults? Yeah, uh, I I kind of wanted to take a break from thriller writing and like killing people. <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to show like kind of my sweet side. And I had this really great idea um, about a girl in the 1990s who runs away from home uh, to become a grunge singer like her idols, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Um, and each chapter, it, it almost reads like a mixtape. Each chapter is set to a different song from the grunge era. Um, and it's called Runaway Train, which was a big song by Soul Asylum uh, back then. And yeah, it, it, I don't know. I always like to challenge myself. So it was, you know, in the voice of a 16-year-old girl, I am not that. Um, so it was just a way for me to see if I could try a different type of character. Um, and, and that's the series actually that I'm working on developing into a TV show right now. Um, so it, it's, it's got the most notice in that world, um, randomly. Well, that's fantastic. That's great. It's great to mm -hmm. write in that character's voice by, and not be that person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I mean, I, I sort of found her humor first and then I related to that and then, just you know I remembered my own experiences from being a 16 year old back then and I uh, kind of just you know molded the character around that so it's a three book series so I was I was in her head for three books actually <laughs> so you really get to know this character I get to know this character well yeah yeah I know I know Nico pretty well now um, and now that we're you know adapting it um, potentially as a show um, the, the character's changing a, a lot she's she's a softer nico than in the books she's just a lot like harder and a little more unlikable and tv really likes characters to be likable um so that's that's been the biggest hurdle is really making her um like vulnerable mm -hmm. yeah likable enough for tv yeah, yeah 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 i mean other than better call saul you know i'm trying to think of an, a dislikable character who could you could yeah, end up I, liking uh, yeah i know, mean you could go back go too to far. like this, the Sopranos, Breaking Bad, you know, all of those shows. But, you know, like even in the Sopranos, like, you know, he, he fed the ducks. Like there was always like a nice quality about a character like that. Um, but but with Nico, we're, we're really trying to, especially there's the, an actress interested. So it's her role. So it's a lot of her input into what she wants the character to be. And I'm completely open to that. I like when actually uh, a movie or a TV show based on a book kind of takes on its own life and becomes its own project. So I'm really open to whatever um, is best for the character in the show. Cool. Have her save a cat. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There's, there's, there's no animals, you know, killed in this at all. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Good to hear. Um... I have to say I'm impressed with how well your screenplays have placed in various contests. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been really cool. It, it, it's helped me meet people in the industry. I, I don't know if anything has directly like happened from it. Um, you know, a lot of my projects have gone like two steps forward and then one step back. Um, but I've met a lot of people through it um, that I'm that I've stuck in touch with. Um, and I think for any you know budding screenwriters. 
it's it's such a tough industry to break into um that any feedback you can get i think is good feedback really you know from professionals yes absolutely i agree with you that's wonderful um you said you write these screenplays as kind of palette cleansers between novels mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. is your process to kind of roughly outline and then sit down and take two days and just bang it out or do you take a little bit longer and yeah you it usually takes a little bit longer um <laughs> some people are know, just like wham i do it the, the weekend <laughs> yeah i mean they, they it definitely is faster than writing the book itself um but the real challenge is um you know like killing all your darlings like so much has to be cut from a book especially if it's being made you know a tv series you could extend it but you know a, a movie that's 90 pages from a 400 page book you know, a lot has to go um so that that i find is the biggest challenge and i've actually once done it in reverse i wrote the script and then i adapted it into um a book and mm -hmm. it was like an action thriller so it, it almost became like a really great outline that then i was able to you know um extend yeah yeah it's almost as if by writing the novel that you know based on the screenplay you can improve the screenplay too yes yeah yeah both like hand in hand like as i'm getting a, to be a better screenwriter it's helping me become a better novelist and like a lot more of like eliminating anything unnecessary i've i've learned that that's been a really good trick where maybe i was a little too flowery before in my prose yeah i i get where you're coming from on that <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh let me see What's the experience of having your books option been like? Well, <laughs> um, not great, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've had stuff be optioned and then it fell apart pretty much every time. Um, with one of my projects in particular, it's happened multiple times. Um, this current thing with the, with the young adult series is the furthest something has gone um in terms of you know people attached and interest so this project has been great so far um everything else no <laughs> wow no <laughs> and Sorry to hear you that. know well you know it's it's sort of just the way it is but it it, it makes True. me be like okay I'll, no project is ever dead options expire the rights revert back to you and then you know i try again basically you know and if this thing goes forward i think that will obviously open up a lot of doors for a lot of the other ones um so you know i'm motivated and patient as much as possible you have to be when you're in this yeah. business. it's just yeah. amazing and sometimes i mean this wasn't my experience but I, I know a lot of people their works get optioned over and over and over again and it's a good paycheck that you wind up, even if it never gets made that you wind up just getting um so sometimes you could pretty much live off the option um mine were not those but um <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day yeah keep at it it'll happen yeah uh, yeah so tell us about fringe what kind of outside of the box fiction does it publish yeah so we actually haven't started up yet we originally were going to start um right before covid and then covid happened and it just kind of put a wrench in it, um, but it will happen eventually. And what, what I'm looking for is um, 
like books that would be on the fringe that should be published by the mainstream publishers, but for whatever reason, they're afraid of it. It's too out there. Um, those are the kind of books that, that I want. And I'm interested also in um, authors that have also a screenwriting background because I want to try to feed those books as much as possible into um, producers' hands and, and people like that uh, and, you know, make it happen beyond just being a novel. Um, so we're maybe aiming for 2023, but I have a feeling it'll probably be like 2024. Hmm. Wow. It'll happen so, when it's meant to happen. So this could be an interesting opportunity for writers out there who are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I there's a few manuscripts, um, that I sort of have in my back pocket of people, um, that we were interested in, uh, my business partner and I. Uh, and I, I just need to do it when it's absolutely the right time for myself. Um, but I, I'd really like to, to, um, be able to put works out there that would potentially be overlooked because they're too weird. Almost like if David Lynch was to write a book, that's what we're looking for. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love David Lynch. So like Me too. a David Lynch novel, send it along. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I I love this concept. Thank you, um, thank you. How did you get involved in curating the Gorilla Lit Reading Series? Yeah, so Gorilla Lit, I think we're 13 or 14 years old at this point. And it was a bunch of people. I, I, I got my MFA at the new school. And right after we graduated, uh, a few of my friends and I were kind of like, oh, it'd be awesome if we started up a, a reading series where we could support other writers like ourselves. And it's been going strong ever since. So we used to do every month and now we really only do um, spring and fall. Um, but we'll be back um, at Dixon Place down on the Lower East Side uh, the last Wednesday in September. Um, so if you're around, come on out. That's so cool. Is it strictly a local thing? Um, well, actually over the pandemic, we did it virtual. So we had um, people you know, from all over. And then for a minute, we did it hybrid. So like I was hosting it. And in the back, we had a projection of you know, an author not from New York City. Um, but it, it, it's too difficult to, to do that every time. So we're, we're going back um, just alive now. Uh, but sometimes we'll get authors who are passing through. They're on a book tour. Uh, and we usually aim for three authors a night. And I mean, we've had you know, great people over the years. Like I remember Lev Grossman read for us once when his magician series came out and i mean you know a thousand people maybe over the last 14 years well no maybe not a thousand maybe like 300 <laughs> feels like a thousand <laughs> yeah yeah i mean three three a year 12 months so about 40 a year okay so 14 years yeah about 600 yeah not a bad figure no, um, no, it's been really cool. And I've, it's it's helped also meet so many people in the community as well. Yes, yes, it is, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. What writers inspire you most and who are your favorites? Um, so I'm kind of all over the place. Like I write mostly thrillers, but I sort of love everybody. I'm reading right now um, a Blake Crouch novel. I love oh, yeah. Blake Crouch. This is his new one. Um, I love 
John Irving, Paul Auster, um, going back. One of my favorite books is Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway. Um, if it's a good book, I'll read it. Yeah. Romance, that's probably the only genre I don't read. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. That's not for me, but you know, and like Kidlet too. Like I'll, I'll, I, I enjoy a good YA as well. Same here. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. YA books are really, I think, uh, just universally liked. They can be. Yeah, I've been reading a bunch of like um, one set in the '90s. So I just finished this one, Ballad of Suburbia. Um, I'm forgetting the author's last name. Or- first name stephanie um it was it was really good it was like a very hard look at like teenage life in suburbia in the 90s um but it 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 captured it just so well like it was just so well written and done um so yeah i I always love a good way i'm not so much like fantasy way that's not really my thing but nothing against it (laughs) what's the name of that book again it's called ballads of suburbia um suburbia yeah stephanie the author's last name starts with the z i i i forget the last name um very interesting yeah it it was it was good and it was kind of similar to mine like it it was set to music and music was a big part of it and um i want to say it was written about 10 years ago um see i read that there was another one it, it wasn't um it's not YA, but it was about sort of, you know, teenage life in turn of the century, this last century. Um, it was called The Britneys, and that was really good um, by Brittany Ackerman. I really like that. Hmm. Um, let's see. Time management. How do you manage to do all the things you do? Yeah, time management's tough. I usually, um, like, get all my business out of the way in the morning and then um like one to five is my writing time usually so um afternoons and i I can't really write for more than a couple hours a day i find my brain just stops working so i'll usually kind of force myself to stop unless i'm on my last book i was on a deadline for and i i hadn't really started it it was (laughs) part of the five book series and it was the last one and I've never written a book so fast. I wrote it in like three weeks, three and a half weeks. I mean, it was, it's like a novella, 200 pages. Um, but that I was working like six hours of writing every day. Um, wow. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> um, but I think it turned out well. It, 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 it reads like a fever dream. Um, so I, I think it worked that it was written so like, kind of chaotically hmm, yeah what the what are you watching on tv these days what what's good on TV, yeah in your i opinion? i love tv i'm honestly sometimes more influenced by tv and film than books even um i think i remember it was before we started the podcast we were talking about better call saul um i just finished the series finale it was wonderful like just every season of that show was great in its own way um I, I love 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 that show um also oh, i loved hacks that's that's a great show on hbo max mm-hmm. i was really into hacks um I, I just watched the sandman on netflix um <laughs> i really was into it and then i wasn't 
That's funny how like, things work out that way sometimes. Yeah, like it started out great. And then I don't know, sometimes I feel like they fall into like the same plots where it was like a girl in peril and they have to get her and they, you know, like it, it, it lost its like, you know, mystique to it. Um, so that one, I was a little bit bummed that it wasn't better. Um, mm. I think what else? Um, and yeah, I've, I've been seeing a lot of movies lately, so I've just been really influenced by film too. What's a good movie that's come out recently that you've liked? Um, that I've seen recently. The last movie I saw the other day was um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, it's like a teen horror film uh but it's satire so even though it felt a little stupid it actually was really good and it had a lot to say about social media and you know the generation that kind of came up in it and it had a twist at the i i i see every twist coming i did not see this twist coming so um if you're looking for a good twist and like just a good quick fun movie um yeah that was that was really good bodies 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 um really great movie the last one was probably everything everywhere all at once that was just amazing that's like, one really... i definitely have to see oh it, it, I, I need to see it again it was just it was just like a perfect movie it was so good and weird and interesting and um great action yeah that that one i highly recommend well the fact that you love david lynch so much wins me over right away it's kind of yeah. like i can totally relate i love any any <laughs> i i remember being like i don't know 10 when twin peaks came out and i, I just i never was so obsessed with something i would like think about it and think about it and then when it came <laughs> on i think it came on like saturdays or something i just would be like so excited and then in my own time I was like bored in like math classes. So I was writing my own Twin Peaks, like when the <laughs> teacher wasn't looking. Um, and that that was my first real instance where I was like, oh, I want to write. So yeah, David Lynch is a huge, huge influence. Very influential. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in writing for a living? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, First of all, you have to be able to take rejection and know that rejection is going to be a huge part of this career and to be able to just shrug it off, but also to take it in and get better each time. So like, you know, writing is all about editing. It's about, you know, making your writing stronger and stronger. So rejection is a good thing. It, it only, um, you know, enhances your work. So you have to have a really thick skin. Um, and you know, it, it, it's like somebody who wants to be a singer, like you have to know how to, you have to have that talent. If you're really going to pursue this as a career, not everybody can write, but if you really feel, and you've been told that like you have the talent, then you're meant to be a writer and that's what you should be doing. Like find, you know, even if you have a full-time job, you write on the side, like find whatever, where it's an hour a day before work or an hour a day afterwards you know just find the time and get all your thoughts down on paper amen to that great advice thank you is there anything else you'd like to uh add that i haven't asked you about um no this 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 was great debbie um and and yeah if if people are interested in my work my my latest series uh the desired card series is out 
um, four out of the five books. And if you're looking for some good kind of espionage thrillers, um, pick them up. Fantastic. Well, it sounds great. Thank you so much for uh, being with oh, us today. Oh, thank you too. Yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, believe me. Um, and to all you listeners, uh, just remember to please leave a review if you enjoyed the, the episode. And if you'd like to access bonus episodes and other perks, check us out on Patreon. On that note, our next guest will be coming up in another week. In the meantime, take care and happy reading.